Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. The monsters will now start attacking Tokyo. You may wish to deny it, but your eyes tell you it's true. Sound. I'll turn up the sound so you can hear the monsters dueling to the death. Welcome to episode 156 of the Kaiju Cast, a podcast 100% dedicated to Godzilla and all of his rubber-suited foes. My name is Kyle, and this is the second episode of October 2015. And joining me here in the studio, we have my good friend, Mr. Jeff Dean. Hello, kids. And uh, initially, this was going to be a yak attack, and because Rachel and Brian are busy in their new house setting stuff up, we are not going to have the crew here for a yak attack. And also, I was going to make it a yokai attack because this is October and we're sort of doing a yokai spooktacular, I guess you could potentially say. So we're going to do something completely different because it's been so long since we've covered any actual news items and there have been a ton of things that have come out. Or especially been, in the last week. Yes, yeah, especially within the last week. I just figured, you know what? Let's just do it. United Nations reporter Eric Carter with the news. The world is stunned to discover that prehistoric creatures exist in the 20th century. The armies have been alerted as we wait for more news from Japan. Okay, so, news. I sometimes think to myself, how is this even possible that we've got so much going on right now, man? I I mean, I, I know you've been paying attention. We're going to sort of go in reverse chronological order in this because the biggest news that has been dropped is Godzilla versus King Kong, or King Kong versus Godzilla, I don't think they have an actual title yet, yeah. has been officially announced as the third Godzilla movie from Legendary Pictures for 2020. Yeah. <laughs> five years. Five years away. So, <clears throat> first question I have for you, Jeff. How do you feel about this news? You know what? Right now, I am so... Just kind of lukewarm on it. And I'll tell you why. Okay. I want okay. to hear it. I want to hear why. I have a problem with these, which is the new trend in Hollywood, to have these shared universes and really make these master plans for all these movies so far in advance. We haven't got to Godzilla, the sequel yet. We haven't even got Kong Skull Island, which is supposed to come out in 2017. Right, right. So, I kind of think they're maybe... I understand, like... There's they're, a lot of gun jumping going yeah, on here. Yeah, they're planning ahead. It's like, let's see how those do, because you know how Universal is also planning this Universal Monsters shared universe. They have right. all these movies planned. What if the first movie tanks or doesn't do that well? Yes, yes. Or five years in advance, you know, the heads of the studios and all have a lot of regime changes. What if three years from now, they're like, the new regime comes in, they're like, you know, we're not so keen on this idea. Yeah. Somebody says Godzilla's <clears throat> stupid. No, I completely understand that. That and that actually happens a lot. You know, I listen to 
I listen to a handful of podcasts from the Hollywood zone mm-hmm. and I've heard of that happening. You know, somebody says, Oh, you know, I got my, my television show greenlit and then there was some management changing and the new people came in. And even though we had a pilot shot and a script ready yeah. to go, they just weren't, they weren't into it and they, and they canned it. So yeah, because you know, the previous regime has an agenda and some, you know, projects that they're in love with, mm-hmm. but a new producer comes in, a new head of the studio, somebody who's not really quite, you know, likes that i'm sure if godzilla the godzilla sequel and kong skull island are just incredibly profitable sure they're going to go ahead with it no matter what i think if it's profitable they'll go for it i mean eventually you gotta you gotta consider hollywood's in this not to make art films they're in this to make money yeah it's it's a a business it is a business it's a business first and if it happen, if they happen to make a lasting movie that people want to watch three years from the time it comes out. Yes, absolutely, yeah. But, you know, I'm just like, I think fine. I'm not even getting into the whole technical aspect of how are they going to make Kong 160 feet tall or whatever. That's like way down the line. I'm not even really, I don't care about that yet, (laughs) you know? Well, 160 is not even the the target height, man. (laughs) Because God's... It has to be like 400 feet tall, basically. Yeah, Yeah, so maybe they'll tackle that issue in Kong Skull Island or something. Maybe. Maybe but, actually, what I was just going to jump in real quick and say that the original King Kong versus Godzilla, this is kind of my take on this, right? So the original King Kong versus Godzilla, as a lot of people know, especially hardcore Godzilla fans, people who've listened to the podcast, it's kind of a comedy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I almost think it would behoove legendary to be open to the idea of, of not making this a deadly serious Godzilla film where he's fighting King Kong. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, the first thing I thought of when I heard that that was announced, well, actually, the first thing I thought of was like, oh, my God, really? Like, it's really yeah. going to happen? That's the real yeah. plan? I, don't, I mean, I don't want to sound like a grumpy old man who's like, because really, it's amazing, right? We're getting a Godzilla versus King Kong movie. Right. Gigantic budget, probably $200 million extravaganza summer blockbuster. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. what the hell is the world coming to? <laughs> but yeah, half of my brain is like, is like, is this real life? And then the other half is like, what a time to be alive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's your opinion on it? Okay, so actually, did we even talk about this? I don't think we even mentioned it on the podcast. So a few weeks ago or a month or so ago, there was sort of this general realization from somebody near the legendary camp that they could do King Kong versus Godzilla. Maybe they listened to the episode where I called that. Mm-hmm. Remember? I I don't know if you were here or not. It was like after legendary had moved to universal. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, universal. That's who did King Kong. Yeah. If the same company has access to King Kong and Godzilla, they could do King Kong versus Godzilla. And I know I wasn't the only person to speculate that. Although on this podcast, I'm happy to say that it originated with me. <laughs> but the, uh, the idea. So you is, planted the seed. I planted the seed. Uh, we know Legendary pays attention to the Kaiju cast. We do know that for yes. a fact. So, whoa, yeah. <laughs> Maybe but, we can all get cameos. Ooh, that'd be nice. We can all be squashed. Well, uh, so here's the way I feel about it. The. There is a the nerd 
part of my brain that goes, eh, how are they going to do that? Eh, it's not going to be any good. Eh, how can it possibly be better than X, Y, or Z? Mm-hmm. But in the long run, this is just a movie. And I actually don't have – I have zero hopes for it. Mm-hmm. Not that I think it's going to be bad. I'm just like, I don't have any – any preconceived notions it's going to be bad it's going to be good yeah it's, it's like, just I'm, I'm 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 at this point i'm waiting to to see anything from legendary on their next godzilla let's not even worry about yeah. king kong versus godzilla yet yeah it's like it's like i'm so lukewarm it's like it's so, 5 years from now yes yeah. you know it's such a lot can happen by then a lot can happen jeff it's like i want to see the sequel to godzilla first and then you know kong skull island and then I'll turn my attention to Godzilla vs. King Yes. Kong. Okay, so you, you asked me my opinion. One of the opinions I was going to bring up was that nerd voice of mine that is kind of like down on this whole thing. Like, essentially, it, it kind of shuts up a little bit for this just because it's like, I can't even imagine how they're going to accomplish this in the world that they've built, right? So the world building that goes on for King Kong, if we're talking about like Jack Black's Sorry, not Jack Black's King Kong. Peter Jackson. <laughs> Peter Jackson's King Kong yeah. that Jack Black starred in. Uh, if we're talking about that, like he built a world. It was very yeah. similar to what we saw in the original 33 film. Very different than what we saw in the 70s movie. Mm-hmm. But there was a world built. And with Godzilla, there's a world built. So they're mashing those two worlds together or they're building something, I guess, with Skull Island. right? Well, but- my take is they can't really take anything from the Peter Jackson King Kong. Yeah, they probably can't. Because, I mean, I kind of, I mean, Kong dies, okay, at the end of that movie. So, unless they're doing something where this happened before. Son of Kong. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so I I just kind of assume that's its own, you know, you have the three Kong movies which kind of just stand by themselves. And then Kong Skull Island is what I assume will be the launching off point for King Kong. I would imagine, yeah. I would imagine that's where they're going to go from zero, right? Yeah. So, they, they start off. That would be essentially their their prequel or their first film, and then they go into the next thing, which is probably King Kong versus Godzilla, as far as King Kong is concerned. Yeah. I think they should actually call it Godzilla versus King Kong. Like, mm-hmm. that would be the first thing that mm-hmm. I would do, is that I would just be like, well, let's, you know, let's make it known who the king is. <laughs> You know, even though king's not in his title. I, I You know, you know what's going to happen at the end. They can't kill either of them right because they each have their fans and if kong skull island i mean because kong's not a bad guy right 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 and and they've already launched godzilla as not being a bad guy mm-hmm. either so you know oh, i wonder if they're going to take my godzilla versus gamera idea and basically make it so that king kong and godzilla fight a few times and then have to team up against another monster wouldn't it be hilarious if this is just going to be like a big budget remake of the original. <laughs> Dude, I would actually, I would approve of that. That would be hilarious. Like a shot for shot remake of the yeah. 1962 film. They can film. even bring I'm out in. the book. Even bring out the book. Sure, yeah, 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 that dinosaur book. Oh my God. Anyway, a lot can happen in five years. Yeah. So at this point, I'm sort of lukewarm on it, but that's not because it doesn't necessarily excite me. I mean, there are ideas in my head that sort of swim around when I hear the terms new King Kong versus Godzilla movie, mm-hmm. you know, but overall I don't, because we haven't seen Godzilla two yet. I'm like, eh, let's yeah. worry about that when we come to it. 
Yeah, it's like it's so far away that I'm just like so kind of lukewarm. I'm like, okay, it could be cool. Sure, sure. But it's like, you know, I'm not going to like, oh, I'm not opposed to the idea by any means, but it's just, they they jump the gun, like you said. Yeah. You know, now, the so. funny thing about the Godzilla franchise at Legendary is initially everybody was told that we were going to get three movies. Mm-hmm. And then they announced at uh, Comic-Con, not this past year, but the year before, I think, 2014's Comic-Con, that... Rodan, Mothra, and King Ghidra, mm-hmm. that they had the ability to use them yeah. in, in the films, um, which is very different than saying Rodan, Mothra, and King Ghidra are confirmed for the next film, because that is not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, what I am saying is that because they got those creatures, as they, they, they got the rights to those creatures, I said, well, it would be cool if we had the next movie come out and maybe Rodan and Mothra were introduced. Mm-hmm. And then in the third film, that's where they introduce King Ghidra and Mothra, Rodan, and Godzilla have to team up to beat King Ghidra. That made the most sense to me. Mm-hmm. But now that they're saying the third film is going to be King Kong versus Godzilla, everything's pretty much up in the air. And of course, everything was up in the air to begin with because we don't have a script at all. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. And, you know, Legendary switched. Because when Godzilla came out last year, you know, that was a Universal, I'm, I'm sorry, a Warner, Warner Brothers, Brothers yeah. and now they've moved to Universal. They've moved to Universal, but I still think that Warner Brothers, yes, Warner Brothers and Legendary are still partnered for this franchise, um, which I did not know when I made the prediction yeah. that is apparently coming true. And, and, and we know now that Pacific Rim has been, too, has been put on hold. Should we just go ahead and segue into that? Sure. Because that's one of the things I wanted to talk about in this news episode. It sucks. Pacific Rim 2, people were excited about it. It had been given a subtitle of Maelstrom. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, people are saying Pacific Rim 2 delayed, canceled, not happening. And then I heard Del Toro said, like, oh, it's not. It's not canceled. It's just been, you know, postponed for a while. Right. And so what I'm what I'm saying for me now is that. Pacific Rim 2 is some... And actually, you already know this. I'm excited for Pacific Rim 2. Like, I very think, excited about it. I think the majority of fans... Okay, at least the majority of fans that I converse with right. are more excited for Pacific Rim 2 than Godzilla 2. I would agree with that. You know my stance on it. Like, I had a blast watching Pacific Rim. And I don't, I don't want this to turn into an episode where I bash the legendary yeah, Godzilla. Yeah. But... I thought that Pacific Rim was a much more fun movie and much more entertaining movie than Godzilla. And so, as far as I'm concerned, the idea of a Pacific Rim sequel or prequel or whatever, more Pacific Rim was better mm-hmm. than more Godzilla. I it's agree. so weird because we're getting all this stuff. I mean, like I said earlier, like what a time to be alive. It's a great time for a kaiju fan to be around. I just... At this point, I I have no idea how they're going to pull – how everybody, all of these forces in the universe are going to actually pull off this essentially new kaiju boom. Yeah. Can that many kaiju movies survive? You know what I mean? Can, can we have Godzilla, Pacific Rim, King Kong, and they all do fantastic? I think they can if they're spaced out far enough. Yeah, because King Kong is the first one we're going to get in 2017, supposedly. And the Godzilla sequel is 2018, right? Yeah, if you're just talking about the American studios, keep in mind yeah, yeah, we're yeah. the Japanese I mean, Godzilla before that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about that sure, one. Sure, sure. 
And I'm way more excited about that one than I am about. I yes. Think, you know, and we'll be talking about that one very soon, too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, 2017, that's two years away. Sure. They're, they're already working on that. Or they should be. I mean, you know, script script wise, <laughs> right? Um, maybe I mean, script wise, the Kong movie must be hit, someone to be working on it because they got to start shooting by 2016. I would assume to be have a 2017 release date. So both King Kong, Skull Island, and Godzilla. No, Godzilla's coming out 18 2018. At least oh, that's okay. what I read when this whole that was Kong was the first one for 2017, yeah. like March gotcha, 2017. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, just the so the listeners know, I haven't been paying a ton of attention to this stuff because after the initial announcements get made, I don't actually want to know that much. Yeah. So I'm down with, I'm down to just see what happens. Like, let's see where the cards get played. Let's see, uh, I don't know, poker terms. <laughs> I just want to, I just want to see giant monsters. And I would love for the studio legendary to continue to improve on the process i'm just like i'm not gonna put my marshmallow in the fire yet sure (laughs) i'm keeping my marshmallow on the stick that's right right. by my side because if you keep it in the fire too early it's gonna get burned yeah yeah don't get burned out on don't burn out your marshmallows people is that what we're doing here? I don't know. I've never used no, this. I mean, as a, I'm just, I oh, you literally have a marshmallow on a stick right next to you. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm okay, talking okay, about. Okay, cool. Marshmallow, you know, leaving it in the fire too long. All right, I'll I'll pick up one of those too. So uh, let's move on to the next item on the news. We have uh, just witnessed some craziness. A Japanese film production company has announced something at an American comic book convention. That's how big Comic-Cons are in the world right now, people. New York Comic-Con. New York Comic-Con, Katakawa Pictures, which is the company that saved, bought, slash bought, Daiei Studios. Katakawa has announced that they are going to be making another Gamera movie. Now, we were told a long time ago that Gamera was going to get a 50th anniversary film, Mm -hmm. and then... There was some rumblings about the the movie getting pulled back, like canceled, postponed, something. Just sort of a, a no word situation, like oh, we're re rethinking this whole thing. So now, or I guess not now, but last week at New York Comic Con, uh, there was on Thursday actually, because freaking New York Comic Con is a four day convention. Yeah, <laughs> like. That's nuts. Anyway, Thursday at Comic-Con, Katakawa made an important announcement on a panel simply called Gamera 50th Anniversary Event at the New York Comic-Con live stage. It was broadcast online via Twitch, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch the whole thing because by the time I figured out which Twitch channel it was being broadcast on, it was like literally the last like five minutes of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they showed a trailer. It's like a 30-second trailer, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, there's a longer one, too. And August Bergoni has a great write-up on his blog. Um, it was basically a proof-of-concept trailer. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to ask Jeff, what are your thoughts on that trailer? I guess it's fine. It's just that the trailer that I saw seemed like it was 90% CG. Mm-hmm. You know? so I'd I'm say like, 90% is, is being generous. I'd say yeah. it was probably close to 90 Seven percent CGI. Yeah. So is Gamera completely CGI? 
Okay, so as a proof of concept trailer, right? So generally when you hear the term proof of concept, that means I've got a good idea and I don't know how to do it, so or I don't have the funds to do it, so I'm going to make this trailer so I can try and get financing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's no – so that's why it's all CG. That's why it's all CG. Because they don't have – they have yet to do any filming or very little well, filming. Well, that's all – that's why it's all CG. I would love to hear from a listener that watched the entire panel. Mm-hmm. Now keep in mind that the the two <clears throat> Japanese guests that were there, which were uh, Suyoshi Kikuchi, who is the senior managing director, and it was Shinichiro Inoue, the planning a uh, planning and producer guy at Katakawa. Those were the guys who were on this panel, and they announced that the Gamera film that they're trying to make is going to be directed by Katsuhiko Ishii who directed Shark Skin Man and Peach Hip Girl, which I have not seen, Red Line, which is an anime. Mm-hmm. I think he directed that one. And then he he did a movie called Taste of Tea, which I have seen, which is very good, but it's also a drama. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a very nice, nice movie. Um, August has a really good, like, write-up on this, but essentially what I'm getting from this, my interpretation from reading August's posts is that they don't have the funding for it yet. So they want they're they're currently trying to fund it, and hopefully it will be Tokusatsu and have suits. But I think the general consensus from the panel was that they were going to try and make it all CGI, not entirely CGI, but all the all the special effects. Yeah, it's strange to me that they would release this trailer at New York Comic Con. It is very strange, but at the same time, this is a strange, brave new world we live in, Jeff. People are connected via social media, and Comic Cons are a thing that people aspire to go to. Yeah, but it seems like it's a little bit of... Well, I guess because, you know, I didn't listen to the trailer. I mean, I'm sorry, listen to the panel. So, um, hopefully, the majority of the fans there realize, too, that, you know, the scenes that you're seeing here are not from a finished motion picture yet. Yeah, I actually really wish that I could access that Twitch stream. I haven't been able to find it yet. And the... uh, panel hasn't been posted up on YouTube or anything like that yet? Not that I know of, but, you know, hey, I'm going to look on YouTube right now while we're sitting here. I What do you think of the actual trailer, though? Like, forget about the fact that it was CGI. Forget about the fact that it's a proof of concept. Like, as far as the trailer goes, how many times did you watch it? Three. Okay, so did it get better with any viewings, or did you just basically... Well, I, I guess it got a little bit better, but, you know, there's so many quick cuts in that thing. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like you can't. It's just basically it looks like a highlight trailer, right? A lot of explosions, some monsters, a boy running. You know, it's yeah. like. But you know, I mean, I thought, cool, a new Gamera film coming out. Um, but I kind of feel a little bit like the same way I do about the because it's not it's not done yet. We don't. This is not really the finished movie. This is not, I don't think it's even started. Yeah, yet. yeah, yeah. It hasn't yeah. even started yet. So this is like what they're showing us is not necessarily indicative of what we're going to get. You know, I understand that getting the hype machine up, trying to get funding for this new Gamera film, and I'm totally on board with a new Gamera film. That'd be fantastic. But I don't know. Well, well of- so. My reaction when I first watched it, it was like, oh, wow, this is interesting. They're continuing. They're sort of picking up at the end of Gamera 3. Yeah. 
because that's what it sort of looks like. Now, it looks like they're picking it up at the end of Gamera 3, and instead of continuing with that story, they're sort of like veering off and telling a different person's story. Mm-hmm. And I'm all for that. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, Gamera 3 left left you wanting. Yeah. Right? But at the time, I think as a fan, I said, oh, that's cool. They're doing something different. You know? Yeah. Sure, I would love to see the battle where where Gamera kills all those Gauss, but, but at the same time, I was I was just kind of like, well, that's how it is, and that's how it ends, and that's fine. When I saw the trailer, let me interrupt you again. When I saw the trailer at, from New York Comic Con, I said, oh, cool. I didn't realize that I really wanted a sequel to Gamera 3, yeah. and now we're kind of getting it. I, I'm a little bit afraid of actually having a sequel to the best film in the Gamera But trilogy. I don't think it's going to be an actual sequel. <clears throat> but I think you're setting yourself up for comparisons, for sure. Well, I don't think I can get away from comparing any Gamera film to another Gamera film, because yeah, we but, already but, compared but them kind to of, Godzilla and stuff. Yeah, but if you relaunched it as like a new series, basically, you'd have a little bit less... I mean, you always compare the films, but you know what I mean? Sure, but what's the difference between the Millennium series, where they had a brand like Godzilla 2000, Godzilla X Megaguirus, got GMK. All of those films have a loose basis around the original mm-hmm. Godzilla film. Yeah. And then some others are thrown in there. Yeah. But you didn't watch that and say, oh man, this would be better if they didn't reference those other movies. You, you just kind of like watched it and it, it was what it was. What I'm hoping is if they are, going to kind of do a sequel that's not maybe not a real sequel mm-hmm. as a kaiju movie viewer you've already seen gamma 3 that might be good enough they might not have to go into too much backstory they might not have to go into continuity yeah which a lot of people get bogged down in and as far as i'm concerned continuity in the godzilla series continuity in the gamma series not really that necessary mm-hmm. as far as i'm i'm like the way I see this trailer is, is it could be a good thing. The thing that bothers me about the trailer is that they're basically saying, like, look, we want to make a Godzilla or we want to make a Gamera movie, but we just don't have the money yet. Or, or we want to make a Gamera film. What do you think? And if they're, if they're doing what Legendary did, Maybe Legendary released that information about potential King Kong versus Godzilla so that they could see the internet go crazy over it mm-hmm. and then go, did you guys see the kind of traction we got? How yeah. sticky that was? What We should totally make that our third Godzilla movie. Maybe Katakawa is saying, like, how much are people going to freak out about a new Gamera film? Let's judge that on social media and then maybe Well, didn't it seem it like at least on the sites that I went to when that after that trailer dropped, it seemed like people were just like their jaw dropped to the ground. Everyone was like, Oh my god, a new Gamera film. Sure, yeah. I mean, did you get yeah, that reaction? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like one hundred percent positive. I didn't see anybody say like, Oh No, know. I saw I saw negativity, but I'm connected to a lot more kaiju fans than you are, man. And so like the negativity that I was getting was were people who were just kind of like, eh, yeah, okay. Or to people who are like, I can't believe they're not going to use actual suits. Yeah, we don't know that yet. 
But, we don't know that for sure, but I feel like I saw something in the actual panel that said that they were going to be trying to make it with CGI. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. If, I, if they did it with all CGI, I would be less enthusiastic. About I think everyone in general who's a diehard, old-school kaiju fan, everyone would be disappointed that they didn't go with suits. Yeah. Now, the CGI that was in the trailer, I'm hoping, is not a hallmark of the CGI that would appear in the movie. <laughs> it was well, somebody it had wasn't to terrible. The, yeah, I mean, yeah, it wasn't I mean, great. Some, someone had to put the money up to make that trailer. True, know? true. And I'm, yeah. So, well, I'm, they, sure, I'm sure we'll hear budget. more about it as time goes on. Yeah, and that's the important part to me is that things are in motion and things may happen. So hopefully in a year from now, we'll be talking about more materials that have been released and an actual release date for Gamera. Just think this podcast can keep going from all the kaiju action coming out in the next five years. Yeah, because we were really on our last leg. (laughs) (laughs) Man, we were almost done and they just kept sucking me back in. That's right. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I, but as far as the trailer goes, I enjoyed it very much. There are a couple things about it that I thought were kind of dumb. Like, I don't know why they had to make, uh, Gauss's eyeball come out and then another one explode, but I didn't hate it. Yeah. I didn't hate the fact that Gauss's head looked different, looked a little more dragon-like. I didn't hate that. Yeah. I, I actually liked Gamera's design. Gamera looked very much like he did in 1999. Yeah. So... Overall, I'm I'm kind of excited about it. I just want to see where it's going. Yeah. I'd like a little more clarification on where the project sits. Yeah. If it's at Katakawa and they're literally looking for funding, that's one thing. If they're moving forward already, that's another. I'd be curious to find out, do they even have a script finished? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I don't know, though. The direct, so the director that they announced, right, <clears throat> uh, he's actually – I mean, just from watching Tao of Tea, it's good. Or Taste of Tea. Did I say that right? It's not Taste of Tea. It's the Tao of Tea. Hang on a second. I think the Tower of Tea is something they sell at Starbucks. No, it is the Taste of Tea, my bad. So he, <laughs> it might be. <laughs> so the Taste of Tea, the guy who directed that. It's actually, it's a great film. Great little film. I just want, I, you know, for every one of these movies, I'm so sick of people saying, who cares about the human drama? All you watch it for is the monster action. That's not true. Just not true. It's completely not true anymore. And I think for somebody to mention that, it really shows a narrow worldview. And not, that's not an insult. I'm not trying to insult somebody. I'm just saying that if you think that – not you, Jeff, but if someone out there thinks that people only watch these movies for the monster action, yes, we watch that stuff for the monster action as a majority, but we need an actual story to entertain us as well mm-hmm. to be weaved in. And I, I want every studio that is tapping into the Kaiju action, the Kaiju genre and the Kaiju history. Mm-hmm. Everyone should know that everyone should have that understanding going into making a Kaiju film. So we'll see. I think we should move on to our next item. You mentioned Godzilla earlier, the Japanese Godzilla they started shooting in September, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, I don't need to go into super detail on that one. I mean, basically, they started shooting in September, and there were a lot of photos and video online of people who were like, oh, my God, they're filming Godzilla right now. Uh, and that's great. It's basically a bunch of people 
running. So yeah. they shot all their extra stuff and they're still going to continue shooting through October doing all the extra scenes and so forth. I have friends in Japan who have been like part of those scenes. Part of the uh, fleeing. Part of the fleeing crowds. That's fleeing right. masses. So, uh, I mean, we'll hear more about that when it comes, but the most important information is that they actually launched a website for mm-hmm. the movie, which is, and they've given it a name, mm-hmm. the official title, Shin Godzilla. And apparently... What's <clears throat> the release date they have for? I don't think they have a release date. It just says summer 2016. Okay. So it's not like America where it's like, we're going to put this out on July 15th, 2020. You know? Yeah. I will say that Shin Godzilla is a cool name for a number of reasons. One, the word Shin can be taken to mean several different things. One can be like new and one could be God. There's all sorts of things that it can mean, which is kind of a cool aspect. Like let's give it a different name, but still call it Godzilla. They announced three actors for the film. Hiromi Hasegawa is the lead. He plays the male lead. Uh, And now this guy was in Attack on Titan, which we'll talk about in a future episode. Mm -hmm. But Attack on Titan, his character was like sort of like the really cool dude. Like he was the guy who like – he was a badass at killing Titans. So um, I'm interested to see how how his character plays out. Uh, It says he's an honest and straightforward kind of guy. So (laughs) we'll see how that goes. Just like you. Exactly like me. Satomi Ishihara, who is also in Attack on Titan, plays a U.S. agent in the new movie, the new Godzilla film. Um, Now, as far as Attack on Titan goes, because that's the only performance I know her from, she's awesome. She's great. She's actually one of the best parts of the movie, in my opinion. The next person they announced was Yutaka Takanouchi, who plays the role of a Japanese government official who has seen his country devastated. I mean, I don't have very much to add about this stuff. I mean, I'm excited for the Japanese Godzilla, and I'm really looking forward to more updates on Shin Godzilla as it comes out. You know, typically, they announce the movie, and they're like, hey, here's the Godzilla. Mm -hmm. So, where's my Godzilla? (laughs) That's what I want to know. I kind of wonder if they are taking the legendary route and kind of keeping it, I mean, not a total secret, but... Yeah, I know what you're talking about, though. Keeping us a little bit, you know, getting us a little excited. Yeah. Let's just whet their appetites. That's I I was kind of hoping they wouldn't do that, just because I think, like, I'd, I, on a personal level, hated that mm-hmm. about both the 1998 film and the 2014 film. I was like, show me the freaking monster. Yeah. Don't make it a secret. People who listen to the podcast since, like, 2011 are getting flashbacks by me saying this, you know, yes. but... As far as I know, there haven't been any leaked images or any sort of thing except for that footprint. Mm -hmm. But, you know, hopefully we'll get something sooner than later. You know, I'm jumping way ahead here, but if this film comes out in Japan, summer 2016, Uh how quickly do you think we'll be able to see it? You know, there's been quite a bit of speculation on that, Jeff. And what I will say is some people think that it will not get released here in America because because Legendary might not want it to confuse people. Or it will – dude, Americans can be stupid as hell. Yeah, I know, know that. But I would think like – As know, an American, I can say that. I would assume that this Godzilla film would not be released into the megaplexes. I would think that maybe they could release it into the 
alternative or art house type. Sure. Cinemas. Or it could get a limited yeah. engagement release like Attack on Titan did. Yeah. That's sort yeah. of that's sort of what I'm hoping for. Yeah, because you know, I mean if Toho was smart, they would make they could make some money in America. I mean not boatloads of course, but you know. Yeah. They could yeah. make some money off I think we all know Toho is smart. I mean I mean they could make some money off the seventeen <laughs> Godzilla fans in America. Yes. <laughs> Old school Godzilla fans. There's like in a thousand of us here. We're the most vocal thousand people ever, but, you know, <clears throat> anyway. And, of course, the uh, website is shin-godzilla.jp, and there's not really much there now, but there's a link to the actual Godzilla website from Toho and the announcement of the about the actors and uh, about the name of the movie and so forth. It's all in Japanese, but it's there. There will, of course, be a link in the show notes to this and any of the other articles we talk about, the other news stories. I didn't have too much more I wanted to talk about here. Attack on Titan played here in Portland, and I went to go see it in the theater. And it was only playing, like, was it one night or two nights? Two nights. Yeah. Two nights. So I just put the call out on Facebook, and I was like, hey, does anybody want to go see? And actually, it was funny. I got a whole bunch of people who were interested in going. None of them are Kaiju cast people. So uh, oh. my friends, or Lady Kyle's friends, who have now become my friends, Angelique and Arthur, Mm-hmm. Uh, her friend Ash was there, and then uh, my friend Dan and his buddy, who I'm sorry, Dan's buddy, I forgot your name, but they were all there, so we watched the movie, and then after the movie was over, we kind of just hung out in the chairs and and chatted about it, talked mm-hmm. about what we liked, what we didn't like, etc. Um, I know d- that Brian has seen the movie, so I'm hoping that he can come back for a yak attack and we can have sort of a movie review. I'm definitely curious. I want to check it out for sure. Just to kind of see it because, you know, there's... It's absolutely worth watching just mm-hmm. to see Shinji Higuchi's most recent work. Yeah, yeah. Because Shinji Higuchi was, you know, he's the director of the new Godzilla film. Yeah, as well yeah. as Hideaki Anno. I don't actually know how that relationship, like the official relationship goes as far as like who's actually directing the action, who's directing the special effects, who's doing yeah. all that stuff. like. Yeah. I should save it for the full review, but as I was watching the credits for the Attack on Titan movie, I actually noticed that Shinji Higuchi was not named as the visual effects director. Really? Which surprised me. I wonder if he took a key from Shusuke Kaneko's book and basically made himself, like he was the director, Mm -hmm. but like he basically oversaw all the special effects. Hmm. I don't know. God Man, wouldn't it be awesome to get him on the podcast sometime? That'd be that'd be a good a good get, dude. I would. I've been wanting to talk to Higuchi for a really long time, and now <laughs> now I have to talk to him at some point, right? Like it's got to right. be it's got to be done. Anyway, uh, moving along to our our next news article. I was going to talk about Pacific Rim too, but we sort of already covered that. Yeah. Um, I probably won't be talking about Pacific Rim until we see more actual news. I still want to get Del Toro on the show, though. I think he would have a blast. You know, you know, just to talk a little bit more on Pacific Rim too. Sure, just a, we can just talk a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it. I mean, <clears> as much as you want to. I just don't have much to say about it because yeah. it's disappointing to me that someone looked at the schedule of Legendary and said. Oh, Pacific Rim 2, that's less important than something else. Yeah. Well, I thought it was something to do with because um, 
Legendary went to Universal now, right? So if they were to do Pacific Rim 2, it would no longer be a Warner Brothers picture. I doubt that. I think it would be a Warner Brothers picture. You do. So here's why I think that. Complete speculation. If any of the listeners have a correction, definitely let let me know. Um, But I think that when you create a property and you go to a studio, unless that studio is attached solely as a distributor, I think that that studio then is actually like sort of linked to the creative team behind it. Mm -hmm. And so that's why Warner Brothers is still going to be distributing Godzilla movies with legendary pictures. Okay. So there. I got it. Speculation. This whole episode is speculation. (laughs) And actual news, but the (laughs) it's news and discussion. It's a news roundup, dude. We haven't done a news roundup since December. Right? But, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I'm just like very disappointed that we're not going to get Pacific Rim 2. And I heard a lot of it has to also do with how Crimson Peak is going to do this weekend. Because, oh, is it this weekend? Yeah, it comes out. But I heard like a lot of the studios are kind of you know down on Del Toro and these gigantic budget movies. You it's know, really too bad because that, it's that not that gigantic. Do. Yeah. It's really not that gigantic. I mean, he's he's a great director. He's done some great work. Did what kind of awards did uh, Pan's Labyrinth win? Well, it won a lot of, <clears throat> you know, Spanish awards. Oh, really? You know, I, I think it was nominated here in the U.S. for like you know best foreign film or something. But that's about it. Oh, okay. <clears throat> well, I think Del Toro is a great director. I mean, he's not perfect, but he has such a love for monsters and such a love for practical effects and such a love for like good storytelling mm-hmm. that I think he's, he needs to be able to bring the next Pacific Rim thing to life, whatever it is. Del Toro is great at world building. Yes. Yes, absolutely. You know, so that's why, and, and I, you know, when Pacific Rim ended, you know, I was like, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And when, if he's involved in a sequel or a prequel or whatever, right. I'm, immediately intrigued and want to see it. I think I'm generally interested in anything Del Toro does. If Because even the things that he's produced, you know, those yeah, have yeah. been movies that I see his name on. I go, ooh, I would watch that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen everything that he's been attached he, he to. He has a pedigree. So when you see his name, you think, this is something I should probably watch. Plus, he's our people. Del Toro. He's one of us. He is absolutely, but seriously, he absolutely is one of us. Actually, he's yeah. probably a bigger freak than I am. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I love, you've seen Welcome to Bleak House, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Don't think for an instant that I'm not trying to finagle my way into a video interview with him in the Bleak House. Yes. Because that's, that would be my goal. So if we have any new listeners that have direct connections to Guillermo del Toro, trust me, I would treat him with the utmost utmost respect, uh, tempered with the slightest bit of fanboyishness. Yes. But seriously, I mean, the dude, the dude knows how to weave a good tale, and he knows his creep factor. He knows how to make monsters, and he's a monster kid. Yeah. Monster kids, man. I mean, he's my favorite director currently working right now whoa really that's big uh that's high praise i mean i like every movie that he's done yeah every single one cool i love del toro's stuff i think i'd love all of his movies 
I may have yeah. not have seen all of his movies. <gasps> would that be terrible? That would be terrible of me if I have not seen all of his movies. Let's have a Del Toro movie watching night soon. Let's have a Del Toro movie watching weekend. Oh, that would be awesome. Friday night this Sunday morning. I, I, by Sunday morning. Guillermo I mean Del Monday Campo. <laughs> that's, that's bad. Don't use that. That's right. Okay. Anyway, uh, I, I really hope Pacific Rim 2 comes out. But you know what I'm more excited for? I'm more excited for the idea of like a prequel series, like the TV series they were going to do. Mm-hmm. Is that dead? Or is I that- don't know. At this point, I really don't want to read into any of it because it's like – First, people were saying it's canceled and postponed and now indefinitely, yada, yada. So who knows at yeah. this point? I think until Guillermo del Toro actually records a video of him sitting in Bleak House dialing my phone. Sorry, I'm going off on a different tangent. Until he's sitting in Bleak House in this video <laughs> saying exactly what is happening with Pacific Rim. Not just say with Pacific Rim, with the entire franchise of Pacific Rim or world of mm-hmm. Pacific Rim. I'm just going to be patient and wait for some kind of official word. Yes. Um, now, as far as Pacific Rim 2 goes versus a prequel series, whatever that might be called, are are you more excited for one over the other? Well, the prequel series was supposedly going to be an animated series, correct? I don't know that for sure. I think I heard that at one point, but I was saying that it would be it would be perfect to turn it into a Star Wars Clone Wars kind of yeah. animated I mean, that, series. That would be fun, I I believe. But right now, I'm more. I would be more gunned up for a Pacific Rim two directed by Del Toro. Okay, interesting. A, fi- a film. Okay, so did you like some of the rumor stuff that was going around about what might be encompassed in the next film? Yeah, I did. Okay, cool. Did I'm you? just curious. I I think basically my take on it was that it sounded like it could work, mm-hmm. but my biggest problem with a sequel over a prequel series is that at Pacific Rim, you watch that movie, you're at the final chapter of that story. We think we are. <laughs> That's true, man. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, mean, I would they, not they put ma- it past Del Toro to be like, yeah, I mean, they yoink. Made, <laughs> I mean, they made it look like, yeah. Give me that rug. They made it look like that. that was... Uh, the end. Yes. Now, I have not read anything but Tales from Year Zero mm-hmm. and then, of course, seen the movie. I don't know if there have been any other materials that have been released yet. I thought there was a comic series, but then I found out that wasn't out at the time. Sorry. This is me. <clears throat> I found that out. I, find, I found out that that had not been released yet. Mm-hmm. So, at you know, I don't know. Like... Somebody, oh, I tell you what, if I, if Del Toro's not attached to it, I don't know if I would be interested in, in a, anything Pacific Rim. Yeah. I mean, if Del Toro is directing it, that's what I want to see. Right. I mean, I guess if he moved to executive producer and oversaw it, I'd still be like, okay, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. pretty curious. But, you know, if he's not involved at all, my interest level, I guess I, I'd become that's a little what bit I more, say, yeah. I'd become a little bit more skeptical on it. Yeah, if if Del Toro became completely unattached to the project, yeah. I would also become unattached to the project from yeah. an interest level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. Well, uh, that's cool. I mean, did you have any other thoughts on Pac Rim Two? No, 
So now we're talking a lot about something that so far is like not even going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is basically that's what fantasy we do talk. Here. Fantasy that's talk. That's what yeah. we do here. Well, uh, the only other thing I really wanted to talk about is more about New York Comic Con and what happened over the past weekend. I mean, it, it was a pretty big deal for kaiju fans on the East Coast, specifically up there in the New England area, because they had Haru Nakajima, Kenpachiro Satsuma, Tom Kitagawa, and Shinji Nishikawa, who's an artist. Those, so those three Godzilla actors who played the original Nakajima, the Heisei Satsuma, and the Millennium Kitagawa were all there at New York Comic Con with uh, Shinji Nishikawa, the artist who did these art of books back here, or you know he contributed a lot yeah. to Godzilla concept art in the nineties. Um, so they it looks like they had a blast. And the only thing I really wanted to say about it, because obviously it's already it's already passed, it's been mm-hmm. the because that happened at a big gigantic comic book convention. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like I can go to Rose City Comic Con and say, yeah. "Hey, look what New York Comic Con did!" Yeah, and that's the first one of the big conventions that they've done, right? Yes, with the small exception of, and I guess this might not have been the same group of people behind it, but I think Hiroko Sakurai, who plays Fuji, Mm -hmm. the female team member of the Science Patrol on Ultraman, Mm -hmm. I believe she did something at San Diego Comic-Con a few years ago, you know, like uh, maybe like five, six, ten something years ago. It was a while ago. It was probably before San Diego Comic-Con got massive. But yes, that because is, we I mean, need, especially this new round of like appearances. Because we need some of those actors in the Pacific Northwest because they've never been up here. I completely agree. The I completely they, agree. The closest they've been is the Bay Area. Yes. The I mean, at least on the, festival. On, yeah. Yeah, on the West Coast. They've been yeah. in LA, San Jose. San Jose too, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. that's it. Yeah, so let's bleed that up north, everybody. How would I say this? There's a part of me that wants to hound the conventions, but then there's a part of me that's like, you know, if if I'm not legitimately representing people who are going to be excited to come to see Godzilla at a Pacific Northwest convention, you know, if I said, listeners, to me, you know, just <laughs> sent them all out to do my bidding because yeah. I'm some sort of Silver Age Marvel villain, the, uh, <clears throat> the, the problem is that I... I I just kind of think that's almost like lying. Like, hey, local Comic-Con, look at all these people who want to see Godzilla yeah. actors. And then half those people aren't even like on the same side of the country as me. Yeah. It's just a little I, – I just feel a little weird about it is all. But I do want Godzilla guests at the convention. I And because it's Portland, you know, there's always a part of me that's like, oh, man, what if people are too cool to come to a convention? But Rose City Comic Con was really, really good. Actually, we didn't talk about that. Just I mean, that was do a little quick housekeeping. How did you like Rose City Comic Con? I thought it was great. I thought you know our panel went great. You and uh, Keith Kadoja's booth was fantastic. Thank you. I thought it was like a great booth because it was so different than anybody's booth, right? Yeah. Um, I haven't talked to you really about how the how the reception was. I heard a little bit of you know from Derek's podcast. He was interviewing you and Keith kind of about, you know, it seemed like it was fairly popular among 
people, but it seemed like people were kind of like, do I have to pay to do this? Yeah, a lot <laughs> of know? people didn't really know what to make of it. <clears throat> so, yeah, I, you, the funny thing is, like, Sunday night, we were going to go out. We were going to go to uh, do some karaoke and see some uh, some hot ladies. And what ended up happening was we were so exhausted by the end of the convention, we just said, eh, what if we just go get dinner and then come out and just hang – come back and just hang out at the house? Mm-hmm. And so we did. And while we were hanging out, we had a big, long discussion about what could be done to improve the booth for next year. So I think we're definitely doing the cityscape next year, but we're going to have some improvements both to the actual cityscape and to our display of our own merchandise. Yeah. So definitely, you know, if you, if you've ever thought about like, Oh, it'd be cool to come, you know, visit Portland. If you're a listener to this show, September of next year, baby. Yeah. Come on out. That'll be a great time to do it. We'll definitely do another listener party. We had a, Awesome listener yeah, party. That was fantastic. That was fun, we had a right? lot of people show up that we had never never met before. Yep, it was really which cool. Was, which was great. It was a great time. Great turnout. We and like Killer a- Burger, which is where we had it. Yeah, I didn't, you know, talk to them beforehand, so we just sort of like sequestered some tables away, and uh, I was posting photos with another listener <laughs> over the the following the days following uh, Rose City Comic Con, and and. Killer Burger was like, we can't wait to see the photos. And like, they, they apparently love us. And that's great because I freaking love Killer Burger. It was, I mean, that, I thought the whole weekend was fantastic. And I'm just amazed how much in four years, Rose City Comic Con has just exploded. It really has. I couldn't believe some of the guests they got this year. They had a really, because previous years, it's almost been like, yeah, they've got some decent guests and there's one big one. Yeah, and this year that seemed like they had at least three or four really big guests. Yeah, because I would say uh, Carrie Fisher's a huge guest. Yeah, I mean that's a she Michelle had a, Nichols. She had a long line. Carrie Fisher did. I'm sure she did all, all the time. I met Walter Koenig. Koenig was there. I met Robert Englund and Michelle Nichols. That's the two people I wanted to schmooze up against. Nice, nice. Did you get any good information from either of those? I can't really say on, on, okay, on gotcha, the air gotcha. right now. <laughs> Sworn to secrecy. I'll show you the pictures when we're done. <laughs> um, but yeah, Rose City Comic Con was a blast. The game show panel w- was a lot of fun. It sure. Seemed, it seemed like a lot of the uh, audience had a good time. That's good. I'm glad that that's what you got out of it. Yeah. I didn't get something off, you know, different necessarily, but... Me being the host and having to do all that stuff up there, I was kind of a little like, I don't know, did it go well? I mean, if you were at like- the panel and and you know you enjoyed yourself, definitely let us know. Yeah. I mean, it was like you know, it was quite a feat to pull off a game show, having you know a few minutes just to set up, and you know it's like it's a complicated event to try to pull off. <laughs> I will agree with that statement. You know, uh, so. I think next year what we should probably do is maybe just do a live podcast. I think that would be. And then Fun. if the if the following year, if there's a significant demand for it, maybe we bring the game show back or maybe change some things and do a new game show. Yeah, it'd be fantastic, too, when we do the live podcast, if there is a uh, an actor from one of the films. I'm telling can. you, man, that would be awesome. I'm telling you. Brian Cranston, you are welcome on the Kaiju cast anytime. <laughs> right? I'd Absolutely. talk to Brian Cranston. Sure. That'd be I'd be like, why are you only in the movie? 
No, just kidding. <laughs> Aaron um, Taylor no. Johnson, not so much, but you know. <clears throat> hey, you know. Ken Watanabe, I'd speak to him. It would be fantastic. Anyway. Uh, yeah, no, I seriously would love them to bring in some Japanese guests. And there's some fantastic, absolutely fantastic 50th anniversaries coming up. Mm-hmm. So, like, actually, not 50th, but 60th, Rodan is next year. Yeah, Rodan. And technically, it's the 60th anniversary of Godzilla King of the Monsters. Raymond Burr's dead, unfortunately, so can't really cannot, get anything going there. We cannot dig up Perry Mason. Exhume <laughs> the body of Steve Martin. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, you know, and, you know, War of the Gargantuas 50th is next year. Yep. Yeah, dude. So is uh, Rust Godzilla Hamlin the sea is monster. still alive. Rust Hamlin is still alive, and I happen to know the guy who manages his appearances. And I did hear recently that you know Rust Hamlin didn't even had never even seen the finished film until like twenty or thirty years later. Yeah, we totally mentioned that in the in the commentary we did. Did we? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was a long time ago, though. <laughs> I'm an old man. Ago. I barely remember what happened last Saturday. <laughs> Well, what did happen last Saturday, Jeff? We sang "Shot in the." <laughs> I think Jeff we had, had a party. We had fun. Uh, yeah. Hey, let's not talk about last Saturday. Let's talk about this coming Saturday. Did you know, Jeff, that Shout Factory TV and Famous Monsters of Filmland are presenting another kaiju movie marathon? Yes, it's Gamera's Revenge. Featuring 11 Gamera films and hosted by kaiju expert August Rigoni, and it is premiering on Shout Factory TV live on October 17th. He's back. He's back. Because the last one he did was fairly successful, I assume. So I said this quite loudly several times around the time that it was happening. I know I have those movies all on that shelf 10 feet from me, Mm -hmm. but there is something absolutely magical about knowing that you are watching kaiju movies at the exact time as other people and that you can actually chat online, like using Twitter or so, you know, so forth. Actually, I'm considering setting up a chat room just for this camera screening and then uh, actually sort of like doing live tweet chat things, but in a much more controlled environment, you know, if that was if I found a place to do it. Well, that's why I think, you know, the advent of home video and all this stuff is fantastic, but there's something about the communal experience of watching these movies with fellow fans who love it, which you just cannot get. I don't know if a lot of listeners you know? know this. I like abandoned cable a long time ago. So for the past five years that I've been in this house, probably even longer, I haven't been a slave to the television schedule, Mm -hmm. but there's something kind of cool about that television schedule. What you're talking about, that communal experience and like the fact that this will be on a schedule. And I know like, Oh, it's 10 o'clock Saturday morning. Everybody's going to be who's watching. This is watching the same thing. They're all watching Gamera versus Barugan. Everybody's seeing that crazy rainbow ray coming out of that monster at the exact same time. And thankful, you know, for the internet, you can have that communal experience that way. But also, you know, I, what I miss too is the actual, you know, going to the theater with people. True. Because you know when you go to a theater, especially if it's like a festival of like Gamera films, the people who are going are fellow fans. Definitely. You have Definitely. the same reaction. It's like, you know, there's a different energy and different vibe to that, to that than 
I mean, I think like when we sit down and watch those movies and there's just three or four of us, it's still fun. Yeah, know? yeah, but when it's a bigger group, it's, yeah, it's you know, even it's like a, you know, like I said, it's a different. But that's kind of what stuff. this is like. Yeah, it sense, is because it's yeah. like you're watch everybody's watching it at the same time. If there's a yeah, if there's yeah. a venue for people like Twitter or so forth, yeah, and there's a chat room. Can. If you set up a thing, that would be, I think, you know, very popular and fantastic. People can kind of share their enthusiasm and comments and reactions, true, which true. is great. Now, if I can do that, if I can swing it, I absolutely will try and have a chat room set up. But if I can't, it's just going to take place on Twitter. Um, now, the the actual broadcast is from October 17th at 8 a.m. Eastern Time until midnight at Eastern Time. You have so to get up early on our West Coast. Over I know, there. right? We got to get that means. I mean, lucky for me, I'm already usually up at that time at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. yeah. On a Saturday. Yeah, on a Saturday, on a Sunday, pretty much every day I'm up at 5 a.m., man. Seriously, I work my ass off on all sorts of things. Who? How do you think the Kaiju cast stays so awesome? I thought it was magic, I thought. No, it's internet magic, yes. But the uh, – no, I, I actually have a lot of – you know, I work on my own personal stuff. I work on stuff from my actual paying job mm-hmm. – uh, jobs, I should say, because I ended up doing a lot of editing time with Rachel and Miles' podcast yeah. in the beginning of the day. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, I just wanted to continue talking about this amazing camera uh, marathon is going to be happening. Uh, there uh, is going to be all sorts of stuff happening on Twitter. August is actually going to be commenting on the screen and on the small screen as well, which sounds kind of funny because they'd all be small screens compared to a big, big giant yes. movie screen. Uh, but that's all happening. I know I'm going to be watching it as much as possible on Saturday. Uh, I hope you can too. Please stay tuned to the KaijuCast Facebook page if you want to uh, keep an eye out for a potential chat room if I can find a place that will fit more than like 20 people. And then, yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll see you Saturday at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, 5 a.m. Pacific. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) For uh, this amazing event. Oh, wow. They're showing them all in order, actually. So at 8 a.m., it is Gamera, the first well, you know, so they're all going in, movie. in yeah. chrono- chronological order. Yeah, and, with and how August many, doing his interstitial bits. Yeah, and how many movies are there total? 11. So there's okay. Gamera, Gamera versus Barogon, which starts at 9.30. Gamera versus Viras starts at 11 a.m. At noon, Gamera versus Giron starts. Uh, Gamera versus Jiger kicks off at 2 p.m. At 3.30 p.m., Gamera versus Zegra. Fires up. Uh, Gamera Super Monster. They're actually playing Gamera Super Monster. That's at 5 p.m. Uh, 6.30 p.m. Gamera Guardian of the Universe kicks off the Heisei Marathon of yes. uh, Gamera 2 Attack of Legion, which starts at 8 p.m. And then Gamera 3 Revenge of Iris, which is at 10 p.m. And, of course, those are all uh, 10 p.m. Or, you know, those times are all Eastern time. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun. The last one was a blast. And I have a Roku now. So now I actually have the Shout Factory TV uh-huh. channel on my yes. Roku, and I can watch that. I've heard the Shout Channel TV is pretty sweet. It is pretty sweet. We'll have to talk about it in a yak attack coming up. But uh, if you don't have Shout Factory TV, don't have a Roku, Shout Factory TV is available online. And then uh, if you have a, a smart device, I guess that's what those are called, iPad, iPhone, Android, etc. 
You can watch it on Pluto TV. Check your app store for a Pluto TV app. I think that's going to cover it. Oh, yeah, the last thing I needed to say was that if you are going to do your homework for The Great Yokai War, make sure you have that turned in before October 23rd. We would like to have your thoughts, questions, and reviews included in the episode. And as I mentioned in the last one, just be sure that if you are watching the movie, you are prepared for some potentially disturbing imagery. Because I, I had forgotten when I announced it that there's a, <laughs> the movie kind of kicks off with a gut punch of like, oh, my God, what the hell is that thing? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there you go. And uh, I really – I'm totally looking forward to that. We will be back with another episode, maybe a yak attack in between now and the Daikaiju discussion. Who knows? Uh, hopefully we can. Anyway, it's all up to Rachel and Brian. That's right, and and other people too. But and they got you know they got basically set, Rachel and Brian. Yeah, the they pressures a, on you. That's right. They they got a new house. They got to set up their eight thousand figures up in their house, which will probably take you know at least eight months. We might not even <laughs> see them until next summer. Probably get buried under all this. This will be like their it. fright town, basically. Yes. Like, yeah, you're not going to see me from September to November. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, we're out. So uh, thank you, Jeff, for joining me. I really appreciate be- you being here and uh, chatting about the news with me. Absolutely. It was a blast. And I will see you next time around. Listeners, we are going to close it out with the U.S. trailer for the original King Kong versus Godzilla. We will see you soon. Jamata. Gorilla God of the Jungle Paradise, destroyer of cities. Godzilla, indestructible behemoth from prehistoric time, released from an icy tomb to pulverize a panic-stricken world. Now, for the first time, in one awe-inspiring motion picture, they meet the mightiest monsters of the ages, King Kong. Godzilla, locked in the most titanic battle of all time. of pounds. He has the ability to destroy entire cities. He's a turtle. Join Shop Factory TV and famous monsters of Filmland as we celebrate Gamera's 50th anniversary during the Kaiju Movie Marathon. Gamera's Revenge on Saturday, October 17th. 11 classic Gamera movies streaming absolutely free. Complete with brand new introductions from Kaiju expert August Dragone. Gamera, the giant monster. Camera versus Barugan. Camera versus Gios. But that's not all. We're also screening Camera versus Viros. Camera versus Giron. Camera versus Jiger. But we're not done yet. You'll also see Camera versus Zigra. Camera Super Monster. And as an encore, Camera Guardian of the Universe. Camera 2 Advent of Legion. Camera 3 Revenge of Iris. 
Did we mention it's free? That means you won't have to shell out a single dollar. Do you see what we did there? Camera's a giant turtle. Don't miss Camera taking on legendary opponents like Aragon and Gurion while causing unspeakable destruction to the property of innocent civilians during the biggest movie marathon ever, or at least since our Godzilla marathon in July. Watch live and chat with Kaiju expert August Ragone and other Gamera fans as we celebrate Gamera's 50th anniversary in style. It's the Kaiju Movie Marathon, Gamera's Revenge, Saturday, October 17th. Be there. Watch live on ShoutFactoryTV.com, on Pluto TV Channel 427, and through Pluto TV on iOS, Android, Chromecast, and Amazon Fire.